Hello and welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin and I'm delighted today to be joined by Ali Carruthers, who will shortly introduce herself as part of our Totem Talks series on three conversations, the long journey I'm going through in writing a book and understanding what people are learning themselves about having those tricky conversations that we have in life. And it's so great to be doing that rather than just from my perspective, hearing from other people as well. So Ali, tell us us a bit about you and how you've come to be with us today. Oh yes, hi there Helen, um, and it's a pleasure to be here today. So um, yeah, I come from a company called Purple Pebble People, and that um, we are we specialise in people development. So I guess what I mean by that is we go into organisations and we help the individuals, the teams, and, and even the leadership of those businesses mm. to really expose their full potential and be at their best from a personal development point of view. Love it. Sounds very similar. To, <laughs> yeah, it's like our it. branding is aligned. <laughs> yes, it is indeed. Yeah. Great. And Ali, I understand that part of your work is focused on conversations. Tell us about that. It is. So over the years of doing this, which has been a couple of decades or more, um, what I've realised is that actually the power comes from the kind of conversations that we have within business, as I'm sure that you completely understand, Helen. And so um, I have been helping leaders and the individuals really hone in on how do they have courageous conversations, connected conversations and compassionate um, really authentic conversations with those people that are around them mm. and more recently in the last two or three years um, I have been running a, a series of different groups of people and, and now it's in business called the art of conversation where we focus on creating a, a wow in the conversations that we have and um, creating connection through through the way that we have narrative with others. Fantastic. And I love all of those words. Nice bit of alliteration in there with all of the the courage, the compassion, all of those pieces that we need to have for our conversations to be so good. Fantastic. Yes. Love it. So let's dig in to the first of our three conversations, the big scary one. What is that conversation that you're so glad you had, but you could have easily put off because it was so big and scary? Um, well, I was um, thinking about the the question, how, you know, preparing for today, and um, the biggest conversation that had the biggest impact on me was one that I had with a best friend of mine. Mm. Um, in fact, my best friend, she's called Francesca. Um, and what had happened was Francesca and I had met each other, we worked with each other, and for the first time really in my life, I'd met somebody that I really connected with on many levels, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and so as we got closer over the like months of knowing each other and socialising, one night we were um, out in the city having a few drinks and I plucked up courage and it, and it had taken some courage to do this, but I, and I kind of leaned over and I just said to her, do you know what, I really love you. And this, this to me, I'd never told any of my best mm. close friends in, in the past that I'd love them. So this was huge for me. Mm. Um, it was a real level of vulnerability. Well, you'd be surprised at the, the, the answer that came back. Yeah. The answer that came back to me was, I don't love you. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, and this is a girl that I had connected with and I really ha held as my best friend. And I went, oh, and I was so embarrassed. I was really shocked. My mouth went dry. I had huge shame. I was just like, oh my God, I'd taken the risk. It was courageous. Yeah. And she said, the reason that I can't tell you that I love you is because you don't love you. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So this is why this is the big conversation for me, because I sat back and the next morning, I think in the sober light of day, mm. I reflected on this. And at this time, at this age, I was probably about 23, Helen. Mm -hmm. And I went, do you know what? I think she's got a point here. Mm. I am likable and people like to be around me. But actually, do I like to be around me? And really, that's where my journey of my own personal development and, and my own introspection started. And it went on a, I went on a spiritual journey. I went on a big personal development journey. And this was where it really started to uncover for me that I had an innate quality around the way I connected with people and it led me into my career of people development because this was where I realized that if I can connect with the inner me then maybe I can help others do the same and maybe I can help others see their way to loving themselves and therefore being able to connect with others even more. And so if you think back if that challenge hadn't have been there at the you know early 20 year old me if I hadn't have had that challenge from her then I, I you know maybe I would never have started on this journey of really uncovering all these different layers to the way that we exist as people goodness it's incredible isn't it that what felt like a you know a, a bit of a vulnerable move for you to to declare this love in friendship for your friend Actually, there's a question for me of, was Francesca building up to this? Had she wanted to say to you for a while, it doesn't really seem like you love yourself and I think you need to work on that. Uh, it's just amazing that you you both came into a conversation with a huge level of courage. Yeah, and she's still my best friend. Fantastic. So I just, want, to, I just want all of your listeners to know <laughs> that she's still my best friend. And the story does conclude with maybe... A couple of years later, maybe we were out for my birthday or her birthday, and um, she proposes a toast, and in this toast she says, I propose this toast to love because, Ali, I love you. Oh. And that was the feedback that I knew that I had found a way to really bring the true and authentic me out. And that was the feedback. That's all she had to say to me. And, yeah. and actually going forward, my... My desire to tell people that I love them has completely changed now because it's an authentic connection with them when I do feel love for them. So, so yeah, and um, I am pleased to say she's still my best friend. Indeed. <laughs> Fantastic. What an amazing story. Thank you so much for... I guess sharing that, you know, everybody in these stories, there's a level of vulnerability, right, in sharing these stories. But I think what you're describing is such a personal journey that you went on. And to then see that come through and, and now to still enjoy your friendship with Francesca is just wonderful to hear. So thank you. Yeah. No, you're welcome. And um, thank you for letting me share that story because I don't think I've ever really shared that with people before, actually, oh. that... 
that was that was probably one of the turning point conversations um in the whole of my life every every other big conversation that I was thinking about led me back to that one brilliant yeah and I think that's you know when you think about the work that you do in encouraging people to have more of these conversations it's clearly a passion that we both share of imagine how many life-changing conversations like that we miss out on because we're not willing to to take that step of courage yes absolutely yeah yeah absolutely okay. and, and we both went on a journey right so she was doing the same yeah 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 <laughs> so by contrast then that's the big scary one uh, the reason I do this second question is that we don't want people to think that conversations are always about big scary things sometimes they're just little things about the washing up that are really important and we feel quite chuffed that we still had that conversation what's that example for you of a smaller conversation that you're glad you had well actually I don't know it, it is a small conversation and it was short Right. And also it felt small, but the impact of it became big, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, and this is kind of a good example of the ripple effect of somebody connecting with you. But I was talking to a colleague of mine yesterday, um, a friend, associate, she, she works with me sometimes. And um, so the story is actually of her pushing me to demonstrate some... Um, courage and actually role model what what I try and encourage in others through my coaching great and it was about posting a video on LinkedIn mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like I'll post on LinkedIn and that's fine and she and, and I just said oh but you'll never catch me posting on LinkedIn and I just said that is a very throwaway comment mm. thinking that she'd go oh yeah I know what you mean she didn't and she ended up doing a really lovely and like I say it was very quick but she did do a challenge to me which completely made me reflect on actually where what's that limiting belief about and what would stop me from doing that so so I'm proud to say that today I did post on LinkedIn and um, and again it was a bit it felt courageous because I did get the heat moment of um, you know feeling a little bit like just click just click it but what I thought was just going to be a throwaway comment of that she was just she just sort of jumped right on it and it was sort of unexpected so it was a short conversation it was quick but actually it was um it it did remind me that there are moments where no matter how what we work and who we work with that we still have to be um courageous still so um so yes so it's like you say it might be just a small thing about like the washing up and to me that was but it's actually forced me to step out of my comfort zone and um I think all too often I'm coaching people about setting out setting them out of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. um and I like to make sure that I do do that as regularly as I can so I was really grateful to her for the challenge actually brilliant (laughs) and it is interesting isn't it because like you say because you're coaching people to identify their limiting beliefs, work through those beliefs, actually to be held up the mirror. Okay, it looks like you've got some limiting beliefs here. It, it is really interesting when when we do that for other people to be reminded to do that for ourselves as well. Yeah. Fantastic. And one of my values is adventure. So I, Love do, it. I do like to be pushed into doing something that feels 
you know, off track. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was it was fabulous. So excellent. So yeah, and of course I survived. I'm excellent. here. This is the thing, you're still here. Your LinkedIn video career starts now. <laughs> well, we'll see about that, won't we? Fabulous. So I feel like this third conversation is is going to be absolutely massive because given your expertise, given the seminars that you run on conversations, how on earth you've managed to distill this down to a few tips, I don't know. Uh, but if you were to summarize your top tips, what have you learned from these conversations in your life? What would you say to people? Um, when I think about answering this question, it does take me straight to knowing yourself from the inside out. So what are the conversations that you're having with yourself mm. um, before you think about the kind of conversations you're having with others? So if, if you know that you've got a courageous conversation that you want to have with somebody or, or that you want to demonstrate some level of um, you know, compassion towards somebody and you want to do it in a really authentic way, then... Knowing yourself from the inside, your own self-awareness is where it starts. And I guess that's what Francesca prompted in me, you know, in her conversation was what what's going on inside of me for me to understand where I'm coming from? Because once I understood that, I understood what judgments I was making on myself and on others. Right. I understood what um, assumptions I were was making about the conversations that I was entering into um, and so it, it you know that's starting with yourself and and then once you've kind of really connected with what are the what are my thoughts where does my thinking come from what am I feeling about being in the world what am I feeling about being in a conversation then you can start to consider how do you want that to come from inside of you out how do you want to be showing up as a person? And this is then about getting really clear on your intentions. Mm. And that's not necessarily just in one conversation. That's your intentions in how am I showing up in all of my conversations? What's the um, commonality between all of them that means that I am representing myself in an authentic way? And then how am I listening for that representation in somebody else. So how am I listening to that other person for their authentic self mm. so that I can hear their inside coming out, so to speak? Yeah. Um, and that's where you start to form this connection. And once we start to be connected, the ability to show courage with that other person, the ability to show compassion, the ability to show consideration for where that person comes from, become so much more easier to do. Fantastic. It does make so much sense because what you're essentially describing is is peeling away the layers, all the all the stuff that we put in front. So the the way that we might manage our facial expressions or make sure that we don't really say that thing we didn't want to say. Actually, if I'm really getting to know me behind all of those layers and I create an environment where I can get to know you behind those layers, as you say, that's where we're going to get a real connection. And who knows what amazing things can happen from there, like, as you say, with you and Francesca. Yes, absolutely. And mm. and to another alliteration, yeah. it leads you to it leads you to curiosity is what I'm hearing you say there, yes. Helen. Is it leads you to the ability to be really curious about 
where people's assumptions come from. Mm. If you hear a judgment, if you hear a reach out, you can get even more curious. You can get curious about where they come from. And then that opens up a whole diversity conversation. Mm. You know, a, a, a what's different about you and how can I meet you? And, and understand more about you yeah. rather than maybe in some situations that might feel like a barrier between us because there's difference. Absolutely. Um, so it just leads you then down through, you know, to the ability to be then curious about that person. And I think that if you are curious about where that person comes from, it, you're almost like building towards having a, a rapport with that person because mm-hmm. you've embraced where they're coming from you know you you've got curious about what's made them them and not and not necessarily gone and judge them on that yeah yeah fantastic absolutely love it my goodness so yeah. I feel like we could keep talking now for a long time because I get <laughs> now really curious about other things that you've come up against and how that curiosity has played out for you in so many further conversations but I think to to stop it there and say you know what that is just the most amazing takeaway for our listeners is to to take that time to be curious and like you say to be curious about yourself as much as the other person just sounds amazing as the, as the take away from today thank you wonderful so thanks so much everyone for joining us today for listening in as always we'll put some links below so that you can find Ali if you'd like to follow up with her and indeed you can find links to our other content around this topic Uh, as always subscribe and follow us for future sessions on this kind of stuff thanks very much everyone have a good day